0: everybody welcome back to the crossfit casco bay podcast we're back at the portland gym and today i'm sitting next to joey g uh we're gonna talk about his crossfit journey he's been doing crossfit for what three years now joe
1: yeah it's uh right around three years on the day basically it was friends week in february in uh what was that 2018 now so yeah three years
0: oh that's that's incredible so let's just start right off the bat like what are what are some some things you've achieved in those three years
1: Ooh, yeah, there's been, there's been a lot. I think for me, one of the biggest ones is just being able to go into workouts and be able to do them RX, which, you know, at the beginning was not at all one of my goals. Once I kind of realized what actually RX meant and what it means to do a workout RX. But for me personally, now that's one of the big things that I've achieved. And I think just more of the just different movements, being able to kind of feel comfortable doing those movements um, rather than just being like, hey, I can do this. It's like, I want to feel comfortable uh, being able to do those movements. That's been a big, big achievement of mine, I think.
0: That's awesome. So what does is, what is RX mean to you? You kind of you kind of hinted at that at the beginning, how you it took you a minute to actually understand what it meant. So talk to me a little bit about what you think RX means.
1: Yeah, to me, what RX means is to be able to do the workout as prescribed, but also in that kind of time domain. Um, when I first came in, I saw some movements or, or, you know, whatever it may be, it may just be wall balls with a 20 pound wall ball. And it's like, yeah, I can do those. Sure. I can do that weight or I can do this, but it's like, am I actually getting the stimulus I need out of it? Um, and it, it kind of, I needed to kind of fall on my face a couple of times doing workouts and looking around after me, like I'm not even close to done and everybody else is cleaning up those sort of things. So to me, it's just more of like understanding the idea behind like the method of the workout in a sense of, yes, you know, a work, let's just say a workout like Karen, where it is 150 wall balls and it's 20 pound wall balls. Yeah, I can do that, but I don't want to be doing it in 20 minutes. Right. So. Even now, I can do Karen RX. Um, it it sucks, but you know there are times where I've thought about okay, let's do it with a 14 pound wall ball and go unbroken as long as you can, or try to go unbroken. Things like that, where it's just looking to get the most out of the workout. And when you can do that RX and you can do it in the time domain, that's when it's like, yes, this is the right thing to be doing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's actually it's a really mature way to think about it. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of go astray is not realizing that it's not the number that's important. It's the stimulus that's important, right? So workouts have a designed stimulus that we're trying to achieve. And I think Karen's a perfect example of that, that if you can, if I give you a 10 pound wall ball and make you do 150, even though you could do a 20 pound wall ball in sets of let's say 25 or something, I guarantee you that 10-pound wall ball will be the last thing you want to see on the planet after you did 102 of them and you have to do, you know, 48 more. That's the last thing you want. And I think that's huge, and I think that's important. Did you... How long did it take you to actually have that mindset? Was that something that
1: you came in with, or did it take some time to to learn that? It's funny. It definitely took some time, but it's kind of... I, I think for me personally, it came faster than maybe others. And I think it's just it's, I hate to say it now cause it's like, oh, I've drank the Kool-Aid, but it's like CrossFit always had that stigma, that persona of like, you're just going to get hurt or they don't know, you know, you're a CrossFit athlete. You don't know what you're doing, lifting. You're just going to hurt yourself. And so many of my friends, uh, people I, you know, play golf with, things like that are like, oh, you're doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. You'll be, you'll have a bad back in a week or something like that. Um, So I kind of had that idea. It was like, okay, I see Nick or I see some of these more fit athletes doing things. And it's like, yeah, I could probably do that, but I don't need to right now. Take it, you know, take it easy. Just make sure, you know, once you get to that point where on the other end of the spectrum, you're finishing that workout two, three minutes faster than everybody else. Okay, maybe now I need to bump things up a bit. Um, So kind of figuring out that RX athlete, that RX, the idea behind the RX workout, it does take some time. I mean, I think we've all been there, or at least I know I have. And a lot of the people I work out with have said like, oh, I scaled that either completely the wrong direction one way, you know, ended three minutes before everyone else and didn't really feel like I got my butt kicked or, the other way around where you're looking around, you're like, wait a sec, I still have another round. Did I miscount? <laughs> Something like that. You know, I've definitely been there with that aspect too.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that ever goes away. Like I've been doing CrossFit for coming on 10 years now. And I, I still have workouts where I'm like halfway through. And I'm like, I messed up. I yeah. Messed up oh so yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: many times where I'm like in the warming up. I'm like, okay, this feels pretty good. I think I can do it. And then I'm looking down at that barbell and being like, I don't want to take the plates off, but maybe I should. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think that's a big thing—is just understanding the idea behind the workout. Um, that's where you're gonna get the most out of it.
0: Right, and I think it's uh, it's important to know that it's not it's not linear. So it's not like you started three years ago and then every day you got better in the sense that like you put more weight on the bar every day or you did a harder gymnastics movement every day it's a wave right there's some days you're feeling good some weeks you're feeling good and you go a little bit heavier then maybe you get beat up maybe you had fun on the weekend well in 2018 yeah right (laughs) 2019 (laughs) but like maybe maybe you go a little bit easier and it it ebbs and flows so i i feel like people don't You don't need to think that every day you need to be a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. It's, it takes a long time. And I think what's happened in the fitness industry is we're so used to 90 days. Do you remember, uh, do you remember, oh, what was that fitness, the uh, P90X? Oh yeah. It was like, everything is about 30, 90 days, three months, right? But you're, now we're we're really stepping back. We're talking about three years of difference, right? And I think that's really important. what else has changed? You talked about in the gym, you're getting more mature, you know, trying to be safe and efficient. What what stuff outside the gym have you done that has gotten you to where you are?
1: There's been a lot of changes with that too. I mean, I think, you know, I think it it's kind of all comes back to the gym and, and the workout and like wanting to, the same way I want to feel comfortable and be safe and be efficient, I also want to feel good doing the workout. And like you said, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've, enjoyed myself on the weekend and come in on a Monday morning to do a workout and just like felt terrible. Um, or, you know, whether that's, you know, going like eating like junk all weekend long, um, those things. So when I, when I started to get those feelings and see that and not really, you know, be where I want to be at, um, or feel good during that workout, it kind of changed my, my mindset with, that aspect of working out, you know, wanting to eat healthy um, so I can just feel better during workouts and then starting to see those results and saying, okay, yeah, like continue to do this and then wanting to eat healthy turned into, wow, I'm I'm sleeping a lot better now. So that's been a huge change. Um, And then just the overall like feeling better and feeling more active and feeling more fit that when I want to go do things on the weekend, or whatever it may be, that's kind of changed too. Like I want to, now I, I enjoy going for hikes or wanting to go uh, do these active things. And, you know, at a time like now this past year where there's not a whole lot you can do besides go outside and do things kind of on your own, that's been a huge improvement. I've really enjoyed the idea of, uh, you know, being able to go on those hikes and feeling like, oh, I'm not winded after something like this, you know, that functional fitness aspect.
0: Right. I think it, it's funny, bo- humans and, and, and bodies in particular like doing what they continue to be doing. So like whatever they're doing now, they want to keep doing it. So when you are active and your your body's used to maybe walking ten thousand steps a day, plus doing some working out, it's easy to keep that going. It's just hard to get it going, right? What, can you tell me- um, what has your weight loss been in those three years? Can you can you give us a, a quick number?
1: Yeah, uh, it stands out to me. Um, in the three years, I'm down sixty pounds. Um, it was the past year, I year to year and a half, I've stayed at that same weight. So it was really about a year and a half change, down sixty pounds, um, which obviously is is drastic. And it didn't happen, you know, right away. It was more of starting to come do the workouts every day, come to the gym five times a week or so and starting to see little results, you know, little bit of definition or, or things like that. And then starting to really kick into gear and wanting to feel better and eat healthier. Then it started to really change, um, and focusing on that. And I think once you start to see some of those results, at least for me, once I started to see it, it was like, wow, this is awesome. I want to keep going. Um, and then, you know, with that, once I've kind of gotten into that next gear, as you said, and like wanting to stay there, it's come second nature. Like now, if I don't hit my 10,000 steps a day, I, I feel like I did something wrong. If I didn't go to the gym or didn't do something somewhat active, you know, if I took a rest day, but I didn't even go outside or do anything, I just sat on the couch all day. I'm like, wow, that was a waste. I feel terrible.
0: Yeah. What if you go back sixty pounds, what is the differences in your diet? Let's hone in on the diet because we kind of talked about the fitness stuff, how you you know you started doing movements and getting better and being mature about the weights and, and the very good progressive overload over over the course of three years. But can you just kind of dive into some of the foods you were eating and the and the way you were eating prior to CrossFit, and then let's fast forward all the way to now. Not even at the beginning, but now. What what are the differences?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I don't like if I step back and just think about it, I don't think the differences were like that drastic in a sense of like for dinner. Yeah, I, I would be eating chicken or things like that. Uh, but so that at, from a standpoint of just looking back at it, it was like, I would eat three meals a day. I wouldn't really be snacking like a whole lot, but that sandwich, it was for lunch, it was, you know, a foot long sub with, a bunch of stuff on it and a bag of chips. Mm. And, that sounds real good. But, yeah, I know. Believe <laughs> the me. The Oil but, on the yeah, salt. Heavily. Exactly. <laughs> but but it was, and it was like oh, but I but I would have like a water with it or something. So in my mind, it was like oh, this wasn't. It, it's not like that's not that bad. And like I said, for dinner it would be like chicken or something. But maybe it was like with a with pasta or what whatnot. But now it's I'm still eating honestly, I feel like I'm almost eating more, but it's just understanding eating the right things. And I always say this, like I didn't go into it, the weight loss, counting macros or anything like that. I I ended up doing that and saw huge success. But for me, it was more of understanding. I always say like, what am I getting the most bang for my buck out of? Like I could eat a bag of chips and you can still do that now, but is that going to fill me up? And when I look at like the numbers, just from an aspect, it's like, that's a waste of all this. When I could eat like a whole thing of hummus and carrot chips and like, yeah, maybe that doesn't sound great now, but once I got into that routine again, it's like now that is a snack that like I love. And like, I do love potato chips too, but I don't go for them as much because I'm just like, eh, I know what I'll feel like after. And it won't be like, I'll want more. And the next thing I know, it's like, it would be like three bags and I'm still not satisfied. You know, that, that aspect it's getting the bang for your buck. And like I can be full to the point where I don't even want to eat anything anymore. And it's cause I just ate a ton of vegetables or something like that.
0: That's actually kind of crazy. And I think it's a really good thing to bring up is I, I had no idea what to expect when I asked you that question, but to hear that you were eating sandwiches like chicken breasts, pasta, like those are all things you can eat. Yeah. Like that's not, it's not like you said donuts and I was eating uh, Lunchables or yeah. something absurd, yeah. right? You were like, that was, that's like a, that's actually a pretty good diet. Like for a lot of people changing to like a uh, chicken and pasta or like a nice sub with vegetables on it is actually probably an improvement for a lot of the the population. So it's actually kind of interesting to see that even then you were, you said you were like uh, north of 200 pounds. Yeah at oh yeah five foot eight right five foot nine yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm just saying like so yeah so that's it's not crazy but you were eating a decent diet and 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 you still lost 60 pounds by just being a little bit more aware of what you were doing by tracking
1: absolutely it's definitely the being more aware because it's like little things too where it's like you know anybody when they look at like one serving of peanut butter or something. Let's just say, for instance, it's like, there's no way one serving is something I'm ever going to eat. I'm gonna It's going to be at least two. But when you take that into whatever it is I was eating, it was like that two was more like three or four. Little things like that, but then also, you know, same thing with pasta or chicken. And, and chicken is not really one, depending on what you have on it, but like the pasta, it's like, it wasn't one serving or one and a half and a bunch of vegetables with it. It was like, 3 servings. You know, one box would be two meals for me where if you look on the back it's what probably like 8 or something but everyone kind of I feel like I know I did I'd see those numbers and be like yeah that there's no way that's true. No one actually does that. But when you kind of actually understand it and break it out and you kind of tie the right foods together in a sense that one serving makes sense and it, it it works and you don't need more than that if you're kind of doing it the right way. So it was really just getting that understanding again of like, what am I getting the most out of when I eat? And it can still taste great. It can still be, you know, the right stuff to eat. Uh, that's what I kind of look for. And that's been a huge, huge change for me.
0: Are you, are you still tracking Um, pretty religiously to this day. Um, How how strict are you on your tracking?
1: Not religiously to this day. I'll go through waves. Right now, I actually have been for the past eight weeks Um, just because I think this time of year, I always feel a little like not as much energy in the gym. And I think it's just because of the sunlight and the time of year in the winter. Um, So I just wanted to try to do something to get myself back into it. I but I don't track rigidly. I've I've probably done two to three like cycles, like eight to twelve week cycles of it. But I think when you do it for the first time, you really develop a, a good understanding of of what you like to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, that sort of thing that I can kind of almost do it second nature now. And that's only doing it two, like I said, two or three times. I know people Um, that I've done it a bunch of times. And it's like, it must be so easy for them. And that's the biggest thing. People think tracking, it's like, oh my God, I have to have a scale out. I have to do this and it's going to take forever. No, at the beginning, it is kind of challenging. You know, you do, you have to do that meal prep. You do want to weigh things out. You want to just develop that understanding of what it is and how much you're eating. But then once you do that, like I eat a lot of the same things, change it up a bit. Like as far as what's the protein going to be in this like, burrito bowl or whatever it is I make, but the overall like idea and how much to put in that doesn't change. So I know kind of internally what that, what that, um, you know, macro count is, if you will. So I don't do it religiously, but I have a good idea of like what it is at all times.
0: Yeah. I feel like three months of consistent tracking and and knowing how your body adapts to different amounts of food, I think can give you a lot of information that Especially if you eat something consistently, right? Like I'm I'm a person that I, I could eat the same thing every single day, yeah, yeah. which I I know isn't great. Like I, I should, you know, expand my my palate. But I think it I think people can understand that you don't you know if you really hate tracking, you don't have to do it every single day. But give it three months, figure out like when you, when you track for three months and let's say you consistently eat pasta, you know what that one serving looks like now. It's changed your frame of reference to what a serving of pasta looks like, a serving of meat looks like. And I think that's really important. How, at the same time though, um, the more you track, I think it just becomes a part of you. Like yeah. when I take out my food, I my scale is always on my counter. I just immediately put it next to the scale, and I just it just it's just like one more step. Just yeah. put it on the scale, and then it goes on my plate. And if you meal prep and you just do it all at once, you just grab the Tupperware, yeah, throw in the microwave or throw it on a skillet, and boom, it's done. Yeah, and, and it's and, already weighed out.
1: And I, and I mean I get it too. Like like you said, it do, it does come second nature. But I I understand how that can be. I don't know if it's if intimidating is the right word or. Or what? But I can understand how that might not just seem fun. Like there are times, believe me, where I'm like, I'm eating out of Tupperware again because I meal prep. But for me, it just works because the life that I live, is just easier. It saves me time to meal prep throughout the week. But I can understand when people are like, I don't want to eat out of Tupperware every night or I don't want to have to weigh everything. And you don't necessarily have to do that. I think at the beginning, you definitely want to because you develop that understanding. But then it's like, well, just weigh the, all the chicken out at first. And then when you cook it, you know, just know this is how much I this should last me four meals. So if it's gone after two, you know, you probably did something wrong and maybe you need to hone it in. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it, because there's definitely times where I don't even right now, like I track I track. But then on the weekends, I kind of track loosely because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I'm all for having a cheat meal, a cheat day just to not make myself go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Not make myself go crazy. And at the beginning, you know, when I really wanted to make a change, like you, you can't necessarily do that because you might just fall, you know, fall off the wagon again or whatever you want to call it. But it's, you, you just want to be sure that you're developing that understanding. Once you know, you've got that understanding, it's like, again, it's second nature. It's so easy for me.
0: I I think it's a. Eating out of Tupperware, it sounds bad. Yeah. But it can taste really good. Oh,
1: yeah. Especially nowadays with everything you can find on all these meals and things on Instagram or whatever it is, it's like, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah. Like chicken sounds horrible sometimes. Like, especially when you're dieting, it's like the last thing on earth you want to eat stringy and dry and stuff. But if you cook it right, it can last like a good three to four days and be delicious and change it up. Like I, I, I'll i bake my chicken sometimes and put Italian seasonings on it and have it with, you know, some some pasta sauce with, you know, with some vegetables. Or then I'll then I'll pan fry it and make it more of like a Chipotle style, like burrito yeah. bowl. Yeah. And I think you just, just got to be willing to put a little bit more effort and thought into how you do it. I, don't just throw a big chunk of meat yeah. on a thing and just burn the crap out of it and just throw it in your Tupperware. You're going right. to be miserable. Exactly. And that's when you're going to rebound. And like you said, if you spend all week being good and then on Saturday or on Sunday, you watch football and then eat three pizzas, it's all for naught. It's it's exactly. all for naught. And so don't do that. Like you And I think it's you talked about how you're actually eating more now. Because let's say if you're eating 800 grams of fruit and vegetables a day, which is a really good balance, like a really good starting point to think about is like yeah. try to consume that much. That's a lot of food. Yeah, think yeah. about it. Have have 100 grams of blueberries with your oatmeal in the morning and then have an apple and then have sweet potato and spinach and broccoli. That adds up. And that's a lot of food. And you're going to be full. And you're actually going to feel like you're eating more food and you're losing weight, yeah. which is a great. Like, yeah, it's, it,
1: That's that's been one of the things that is like the biggest eye-opening aspect of it. And- A lot of friends have asked me you know for help or things or just want to talk about it and like that's the biggest thing i tell them it's like you do you're gonna still like you're not starving yourself when i count there's never times where i go to bed hungry wake up hungry i'm in the middle of the day and i'm like oh i have to wait until this time to eat and i'm hungry it's like no i have planned this accordingly i meal prepped and i know i can eat you know, this, this snack, this food, whenever, like if I want a snack for like before bed, it's maybe like Greek yogurt with some protein powder or like a protein bar with it. And it's delicious or, and some fruit or something. It's delicious, but it's not, oh, I'm going to eat like an ice cream sandwich or I'm going to eat like four cookies. Like you're still, you're getting that satisfaction. You're still going to bed feeling full and waking up feeling more energy and things like that. Um, you're just, you're doing it the right way and you're kind of developing that understanding.
0: Do you track anything else uh, in your life? Like you talk about your steps. Do you track your sleep, your steps? Do you track your workouts at all?
1: Um, I track my steps um, and, you know, try to f- some workouts. I'm very driven off like uh, statistics and just like numbers. Um, you know, I'm a big golfer. So it's like everything is based off like numbers and you can compare it. And that's one of the things that, I love about CrossFit, regardless of like, if you're trying to go to the games or you're just trying to be healthier, it's like to be able to see what like the top athletes numbers are for a certain workout and like where you're at just respective like comparatively, I think is really cool to be able to see that's going back to being a golfer. It's like, I can play a golf course that pros have played and just to see where I'm at. And it's like, wow, like that's why they're the best in the world. Uh, but kind of going back to uh, things I track, th- those are the main things. Um, I have a Garmin watch now that like, I do track my sleep. Not, I'm not like super into that as others are. I know um, my girlfriend, Emily, like really loves seeing what her sleep was, but I'm kind of one of those where like my sleep could say I got to hundred percent, but I feel terrible. Cause I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really in my mind get that or I slept great, but it says it's not all the way there. Um, there's like a body battery thing on, on this watch that tells you like basically where you're at throughout the day. I kind of look at that a little bit too. It's more so I look at it just when I know how I'm feeling personally and to see how it compares again, being like that statistically driven. So for me, it's really just more of like workouts, you know, calories or macros tracking food and then trying to get those steps in. Um, especially now with like working from home, it's like, I just need to get up and move. There's times where I'll look and it will be three o'clock and I'm about to, you know, three, four o'clock about to wrap up the day. And I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, you've only taken 3000 steps. Like you got to get moving. You haven't done anything today.
0: Yeah. I think it's fun to gamify your life and it's like you're gamifying. Your fitness and just your body in general. So I I I just started getting into I've always tracked my food in it on and off for the last like 6 7 years but I never tracked my steps I never tracked my sleep or my or like my heart rate during like workouts and I just started doing that and I think it's actually really fun yeah. and it's great for you too because if you're sitting there and you're like why am I not getting results why do I feel like crap and then you just look at your phone and it's like yeah you slept 5 hours last night and then you walked 2000 steps and then during your workout your heart rate spiked to 190 cuz you overscaled and uh, you underscaled and you went too heavy and you burnt yeah. out and then you look at your calories and you only ate 1400 calories. And most of it was of one macronutrient and there's like no protein. Yeah. Right. Boom. There there's your answer. And I think that's why it's kind of turned to the theme of this podcast without us even planning it. But tracking, I think it's, it's easier than you think. And it's more important than you think in all aspects. I think tracking your workouts is fantastic because you can look three years Five years, ten years back, and be like, "Oh my god, I've look how much better I've gotten." Or you can track your food and realize that this is why this is working, or this is why it's not working. I think it would be. I think it's so hard when you're trying to lose weight and then five weeks later you haven't lost any weight, or maybe you've gained weight, or maybe you've plateaued and you don't know why. Yeah. And tracking solves that problem. Yeah. You can just look at the data. You can. It's like when you're golfing. Like imagine golfing without tracking your score.
1: Yeah. You're just walking was, around hitting the ball, dude. Like it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah, are you doing? Exactly.
0: That, that's the point, right? And I think anyone out there that's thinking it's too much or hasn't tried it yet, just just try it. It's on grab my fitness pal. It's on your phone and just buy a $10 scale or a nice scale off Amazon, just something, yeah. right? That's decently accurate and just start trying and and reach out to the people in the community. Uh, the coaches um, have experience with it. Even members have experience with it. Ask questions, reach out to people and just start giving it a try. It's gonna be awkward at first. It's yeah. gonna It might be even be eye-opening and a little bit of a wake-up call at first, but I think down the road, it's really important.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as you said, we kind of got down a rabbit hole of what we weren't intentionally talking about. But I think just the idea of like that tracking and as you said, with workouts, like going back to my journey through CrossFit is like it is, I love the idea of the benchmark workouts, like I said, to be able to see like, well, what are the top athletes in the world at? And like, how far behind am I? Because, you know, obviously you're going to be behind, but just to compare it, but also looking at like, there's been times where I think we did Fran a couple weeks ago and I like looked at it from when I did it before and I saw my time, but then I also had notes. It was like you did it scaled and it was a year and a half ago and then doing it now it was like you did it RX cause that was the right way to do it for how you felt and the, you can do those movements. But my time was like 40 seconds faster. And it's like, that's to me, the stuff that's like, Maybe you're not seeing the results in the in the mirror or maybe you're not feeling the results. but like when you actually can look at them and compare them and it's like, wow, a year's gone by and look at how much of an improvement on this one thing building those are building blocks, you know and for me, it's been those three years of consistently coming to the gym, working on those things and like track not not tracking everything to go crazy, but tracking things like, okay, you know what you're, one rep maxes are. You know how many unbroken pull-ups you can do. Putting in that work and, and just being consistent with it now, a year later, two years later, three years later, even if it's six months later, you're seeing those results. And that's one of the coolest pieces in my mind with CrossFit is you can see those very easily.
0: Right. And you're your own worst critic. So if you're, you look at yourself every day, have you ever had that experience when you like see someone that you haven't seen in a while? And they're like, wow, you look great. And you're like, I feel like I didn't change at all. You know what I mean? But they, they don't see you every day and you don't see these little things. Like if you've lost two pounds, you're not going to see that in the mirror necessarily, but you, but it's happened. Right. And that's why when you look at the Fran and you just, if you never tracked your Fran times and you just did Fran and you're like, oh, I think I did really good. I think but I have no idea. But then you go to the board and you're like, I PR'd it. And not only that with heavier weight and with a harder gymnastics, yeah. like nothing will make you feel better than that. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's important, but to wrap, to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you, do you think, um, cause I think this is where people kind of fall off here is three years of CrossFit. If you had never changed your diet or tracked your food, would you look the way you do right now? or do you think you would have just gotten fit and your body might might have changed a little bit like wh- how important do you think the the adding in the nutrition piece helped with the with the, the uh, results
1: yeah i think it's extremely important i i am willing to bet i'm pretty confident that i wouldn't look this way um in, in that sense you know i wouldn't see the results that i've seen without the added things and i and i know that from kind of the first year, I'd say, like, yes, when you make a drastic change in the the way you work out, like I was going to global gyms and running on treadmills and just, you know, doing like bench press and curls and all those muscles for the beach and whatnot. But, you know, you, when you come here and you make this drastic change, it's like, yeah, you're going to see those results right away. You're going to start to see some things, but just like an athlete trying to PR stuff, like you're going to hit a plateau and it's going to just be, you know, level from there what are you, what I was, I said to myself, like, what are you going to do to try to take that to the next level? And you have to do those things, you know, tracking macros or just not necessarily tracking, but eating healthier, understanding what you're eating, getting more sleep, recovery, taking the time to recover, stretch, mobility, all those things kind of play in. I mean, there's a reason that coaches and some of the best athletes in the world always stress those things because um, that just w- takes you to the next level. I, I remember um, listening to another podcast with a pro athlete talking about like all the different things that he does to just make sure to get himself that little competitive edge. And this is a professional athlete that's one of the best in the world already competing. He's like, I'm looking for every little edge I can to be better than the next person. I took that as like, what's the not trying to be better than the next person, but be better than yourself the day before. Like how, what can I do to be better than I was yesterday, to be better than I was a week ago, and now at this point, three years ago. And, you know, we were joking about like when we did the video before um, three years ago or whatever it was, like my first six months into the journey. And it's like, it's kind of crazy to look back on and see and be like, wow, like those, those things really... Paid off, and and uh, it's just kind of crazy to think about. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, it's awesome. I think CrossFit is really hard. It and and you and you give and and people that do CrossFit uh, tend to be the kind of Type A, competitive, or at least people that want to. You have to be a certain kind of person to like walk into a CrossFit gym, especially now with like how much there is about CrossFit and how difficult it can be you have to be a certain kind of person and then to give yourself for an hour a day as hard as you can go but then not see the results in the let's say the weight loss or even the weight gain if, if that's what you're looking for it can be really hard it can be really hard to like i'm i am trying so hard in the gym but i'm not seeing results on the scale i'm not seeing results in the mirror and i think like you said it's those like intangible things those things outside of the gym that yeah. that are missing that are that are like what's going to elevate you to get to those goals. Was there ever a time in your, in your three year journey where you, where you plateaued or where you hit like a roadblock? Um, and was there anything you did to like kind of push through that or was it a pretty steady climb?
1: No, there's definitely, I think there was definitely roadblocks multiple times. Um, You know, it was, again, I think the first one was not really, like, hitting a spot where, like, okay, you're losing weight, you're starting to get more tone, but, like, not, now it's, like, stopped for a little bit. So, it was, like, really, okay, let's dial in the diet and focusing on then. Like you said, CrossFit's hard, so the other thing was, like, I started to see others around the gym be able to do movements or things, or, like, me personally being, like, that's so cool to see someone to like see ring muscle ups or see a handstand walk. It's like, well, maybe that person, they, it just looks like they just walked in the door and they can do it now. But, oh yeah, they had six years of gymnastics experience in their life. Or, you know, they, they did powerlifting, whatever it may be. It's like, no one just learned that. So for me, I had to understand that I was hitting like a roadblock of, okay, you need to learn how to do these movements. What are you going to do to, to get there? And there's many times where we don't do ring muscle ups for a month, two months in a workout. How are you going to get better if that's the only time you do it? So I was taking the time I'd stay after class all the time. I would try to take advantage of the open gym when my work schedule allowed for it. And I'd work on those, you know, um, it's funny. I, a lot of people will say like, I just can't figure out double unders or I just can't figure out, um, you know, toes to bar or something like that. And, a I'll just tell them like, well, how often are you practicing? You know, it. for some, you may pick up double unders right away, but if you're not practicing them, like I spent three weeks, I think it was, for 15 minutes, 10 minutes after every class practicing double unders and figured them out. And maybe that's faster than some, maybe it's not. But it's like, once I figured it out, it was like, that was another accomplishment that I was proud of because you put in the work and maybe... Maybe some members in the gym don't didn't see that, so like, oh, he just he just knows how to do double unders. Like, no, you you had to put in the work, and I've seen that with a lot of the people I train with or work out with here. It's like, you know, Danny and I do muscle up Monday all the time, and he can do, you know, he did like ten unbroken muscle ups the other day. Well, because every Monday for the past six months we've been doing muscle ups, and he you, you see that improvement. Like, you need to when you hit those roadblocks I was looking as like what are you going to do to get over it like there's always going to be a movement in crossfit and that's another thing that I love about it that you don't know how to do so how do you what are you going to do to get better at that or what are you going to do to just improve at any aspect of it
0: yeah i, I <laughs> it's funny uh it, the term virtuosity doing the common uncommonly well i think that is just the forever goal of crossfit is that it, crossfit doesn't stop when you can do a muscle up or when you can snatch 225 or whatever these goals are it, it just goes forever how how much better can you do it can you can you can you move a little bit better can you move more efficiently can you be more mobile can you happen to your, you know, be better with your food and hit your macros just right or have the just amount of energy. There's always something to work on. And I think that's a great way to motivate yourself just to keep going. It it doesn't end and you're going to wave. It's going to go up and down. But I think it's something that you can just continually hone in on, get better, pick something, you know, practice it, whether it's double unders, whether it's food or whatnot. Uh, And I think it's something that can motivate you for the long term.
1: Absolutely. I think the thing that stands out the most to me is I remember when I first started CrossFit, you know, and getting into it, I started watching like some videos of, of the like pro athletes or the games athletes, if you will. And one of them said something about like, I want to get the, the goal is to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that like really stuck out to me because when I walked through the doors, the first time I was extremely uncomfortable, had no idea what to expect, uh, scared, completely scared out of my mind. Um, but then kind of got comfortable just being in the environment. And I think it goes the same way with some of the workouts or the lifts or whatever it may be. And I've kind of taken that, that thought and used it in many different aspects of my life too, is like even my work, it's like, I have to give a presentation at work in front of a bunch of people. It's like, this is going to be very uncomfortable, but I want to, I want to get that feeling. Cause I actually like love that feeling now. You know, I had a, an interview for a job at work a couple of weeks ago and same thing it was like, I was like super nervous, but that feeling of like, wow, like I'm feeling a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. That's just an aspect that I, like really stuck out to me and I love because you can use that in so many ways, not just CrossFit, but it's like, it's a big piece of this.
0: And that you're practicing that on a micro level every time you come into the class. Cause like, I don't know about you, but 10 years later, I'm still nervous before every workout. Oh, yeah. Every workout when the coach is like 10 seconds or even if I'm by myself in my apartment and I'm like 10 seconds, like crap. Like I get that little bit of that nervous jump, like right before you walk into your interview, you got your tie on, you're like, you know, tightening it up and you're like, oh crap, here it is. I think that's so good for humans to just every day you have that little... Step, you have to go over. You have to, that little bit of adversity you have to push through, and that little bit of struggle, I think, is really good. And it's a muscle. It's not yeah. something that some people might have. Okay, Tom Brady might just be a, a robot. Yeah. And he just doesn't yeah, feel right. pain. He doesn't feel nervous, but I guarantee he does. Yeah. And I guarantee, but he uses it. And I think that's the same thing. We can do it every single day is that when we come into the gym, when we go to the fridge, we can practice making the right decision. I'm going to grab the box of spinach and the eggs instead of like a, you know, the pancakes or the whatever. And I think that is a muscle that we build over time. And I think CrossFit's really good at that. So to kind of wrap things up here, it's been really fun talking with you. And I, I kind of want to just send people off with, uh, and we talked about this in the video interview and hopefully the video is out by the time you're listening to this, but, um, what is, one thing you'd love to, to tell your former self or just someone that's listening that maybe is stuck in a rut or maybe that's hasn't started CrossFit or just started CrossFit. Like what is something that you've learned in three years that you hope to pass along to other members and even your, your former self?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things I I feel like I've learned. I think it's, you know, for someone that's new or or thinking about trying it is give it like definitely give it a shot because it's definitely, it's intimidating. It, it, you know, walking in and seeing a lot of the athletes we have here do the movements and and crush the workouts. It's super intimidating to walk through those doors. But as I was saying before, you know, everybody's been in that position. Nobody, like we've all been there some six months ago, some three years ago. Um, So we know what it's like. And everyone is here for those same reasons to like get better and to have fun and um, to get a great workout in. Yeah. I, I, enjoying the ride or, or, you know, the, the progress has been probably the most fun and I really enjoy coming here, working out because one, it makes it makes me feel great. I like it's always been fun to me to be active and play sports and kind of have that competitive edge again that I lost after you know not playing competitive sports anymore and kind of just becoming an adult in that sense that I really love that aspect that feeling nervous, that wanting to do well, like here we go, the workout's about to start three two one. there's that aspect that's great. But then there's coming to the gym and just seeing people seeing your friends that maybe you don't get to see all the time. Like if you, you don't do the same classes, but you see them on Saturdays, that, that to me is something that is really important. Um, it was just last week, there was a workout. I hadn't taken like a rest day in a little bit, and there was a workout I really didn't want to do, but it was Friday and it had been a long week of work. And I was like, I need to get out of the house. And I looked at the, the, uh, the app and saw everyone in the class, like, I'm going to go because I want to see all these people. I came, I scaled the workout completely just to move. Cause like I said, I hadn't taken a rest day. I was like, you don't need to go full throttle here. Just scale it. But it was more like, I can't, I, and that hit for me. Cause I came to the gym just to see people and hang out. The workout was like the second piece. I was <laughs> like, Oh, and you got a workout. Um, I thought that was really funny. And then the other thing is like, whenever I leave the gym, the idea of even if I hated the workout, thought the workout sucked, whatever it may be, it's like I'm never regretting coming here. That's a huge thing. I never drive away and was like, that was a waste of my time. No, maybe I didn't like the workout because I'm not good at the movements. I sucked at it, whatever it may be. It kicked my ass. It's like, but I never left and was like, that was a waste. I I don't want to do that again. Never has that ever happened. that's a that's a huge thing that's like just speaks volumes i think about the gym especially the community everyone that's members here it's like it's it's always a good time
0: Well, it's been a good time talking with you, man. And I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your morning to come sit with me. And I I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you want to hear more from uh, the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast or any other things we're putting out, check out our website, CrossFitCascoBay.com. And you can find this podcast uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, So be on the lookout for uh, Joey's video, which will be hopefully either out when you're listening to this or out soon. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at the gym.